Hello and thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries with myself Matt Wills and Rick Wharton. Today we're talking about how do you say this? Is it sea spiracy? Well, that was really annoying because I thought it was seas piracy. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. I was talking about. I think it's pretty sure it's sea spiracy. It, it could be sea spiracy. And it, so this was recommended by um, our previous guest. I think he was our second guest, wasn't he? The comedian Dave Bailey, who is, or rather, let's change that, who was one of my favourite people on planet Earth. And then he recommended this. And I've just been watching this for the last three hours. And here we are. I can really imagine Dave working in the whaling industry. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the eyes for it. <laughs> what's the what's the Shawshank lie that you taught me yesterday? What's the what's the word that I loved yesterday that I'd never heard before, apart from from you? Twingy? No, twitchy. Oh, twitchy. 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 He's a real twitchy son of a bitch. <laughs> So, Seaspiracy from Netflix. Check out Div Bailey, very funny comedian, by the way. Oh, uh, we, yeah, we sometimes hilarious. forget we're talking to people who don't know us and think we might be in me. Yes, <laughs> and his podcast is very good, as well as if you get a chance to walk with Dave Bailey, that would be my other recommendation, if you can't you know, see him de- live. You've just devalued every compliment we've just given him. Check his YouTube out, his <laughs> Twitter feed. Do you know what? That son of a bitch can stroll. We can stroll. <laughs> No, we really can. Right, so let's do some. Uh, let, let's do a do a proper intro on this one. So it's from Netflix. It was directed by Ali Tabrizi, and co-directed by his girlfriend, who's got the same name as him, but he referred to her as girlfriend. So I'm not sure of their full relationship status. I was going to Facebook him, and then I thought, Nah, I'm done. I've, I've Facebook Robert Durst. That's enough for me. I've made all the connections I'm going to you know make. What? I would much rather be in a room with Robert Durst than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've no concept of the money on this one. The accolades, it's too early. And here's the blurb. Passionate about ocean life, a filmmaker sets out to document the harm that humans do to marine species and uncovers alarming global corruption. Ho, 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 ho. Lead us in, Rick, because... Uh, you're going to earn your money on this one, my friend. <laughs> Speaking of money, I've not had my split of any of this fucking pod being cash yet. <laughs> <laughs> coffee money. The coffee but, money. Yeah, I'm, I'm going coffeeless over here, boy. <laughs> I'm coffeeless over here. What I do, though, is uh, almost teasing you. I send you screenshots of the PayPal account. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rick, look at what this is up to. You're this like, is, yeah, is- where? Where's the cut, man? Where's the this fucking cut? This is going to devalue into Matt Will's catch me if you can. I'm just going to have to be following around Bangkok. Um, right, so, yeah, I think this one's going to be super, what's the word? Uh, I think it's like top 10 on Netflix at the minute. I can see yeah, it's why. Number, number I think, four. Yeah, I can I see think why as this, well. This is going to be for the fishing industry, what Game Changers did for vegans. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, my missus bit... begged me not to watch this. 
right? Yeah. And I went, w- w- what's your problem with this? And she went, well, because of that bloody podcast, I now have to sit through you watching information about wrestling, not wrestling, but information about wrestling. You've given away most of your possessions and some of mine. Um, she goes, you're into true crime. So every argument we have, it's like you're being deposed and you keep your gob shut. <laughs> And she goes basically. And they, right. <laughs> are you are you now like the owner in Class Action Park? Yes. Don't remember. <laughs> Matt, did you leave the plates out? No. And she said six hours, one word answers. <laughs> and she said, um, and all of our recommendations now on all our streaming services because of the shit I watch, it's all damaged because it's all it's all documentary driven. So um, yeah, she begged me not to watch this because she said, look, I like eating fish. You're going to come downstairs and say we're not eating fish anymore. That's funny. There's a phrase I used to do, but that's because the dog was annoying us. <laughs> no, no more um, fish sticks for you, dog. Yeah. So the documentary starts off. It's the same part as the trailer, and it's them saying um, people get thrown into the ocean, and uh, this makes making this documentary dangerous. And I was a little disappointed because I hoped that these pirates would be English speaking. Um, <laughs> The, ah! subti- the subtitles was a bit annoying. You didn't see any parrots in this. But um and then it goes to He's a little bit too much of a main character, the documenter in this. The director, Ali Tabrizi. That's the one. Yeah, well well he wrote it, he made it, he's um Yeah, he's he's basically he's He's like Louis Theroux too, and this is his first one. He right? is nothing like Louis Theroux, and we'll no, get into that. No, but Louis Theroux's done twenty five, thirty years. This is this is his one of his first outings. So I'll tell you what, you, you know, watch Louis takes Theroux's time. first pilot. Better interviewer than this guy. But I will say this is a good documentary, and it spews up a lot of important facts that people don't know. Um, so a lot of stats. It's, it's telling you uh, this is why it's probably worth watching if you're interested in the nitty gritty. Because unless Matthew did, I, I gave up on the first time they said we're killing the planets very quickly by how we're fishing. So yeah. things like uh, the ocean constitutes as eighty five percent of our oxygen or something like that. I've got. Did you know that? Down. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, oh, okay. I'm a D oh. student. I'm a D student. Oh, okay. Um, uh, no, I'm wondering if you've heard that before from anything we've watched. But and it's like the algae in 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 the yeah. seas. I know I sound like an idiot. Sorry, I got I had to get up early today. Um, I'm trying that, to write oh, my hang on, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's let's just take one small step back oh, from that little sentence. Here. What time do you call early, Rick? Well, I my sleeping pattern's <laughs> messed up for the minute, so I'm hitting about half four five in the morning before I go to bed. So I'm okay, then don't right. sleep too well, and then I I, I wake up around noon. That's, oh, okay. That's, so, all right. Well, what do you call early then? Uh, around 10 a.m. <laughs> half nine, 10 a.m. But my girlfriend, because um, <laughs> the whole thing is we're trying to get into a good routine and we've bought a multi gym and it took six weeks to get that fucking thing up the stairs and they haven't sent us all the parts. <laughs> uh, so, my idea was I'm going to write me sleeping pattern when this multi gym's set up and I get, you know, I, uh, create me on Iron Paradise and I start Instagramming just how ripped and hot <laughs> I'm looking all of a sudden. <laughs> when I was um, when I was dying from COVID, one of the things that kept my spirits up. Oh yeah, Matt Wills was... had COVID. Check that out, ladies and gentlemen. He got it the day he had the injection. <laughs> <laughs> How's your luck? Um, uh, one of the things that kept my spirits going was 
just thinking of you sitting there looking at instructions on how to build a multi-gym and carrying it upstairs and just the shouting Freud in me I was like <laughs> I, I got to the point where we almost set it up downstairs to start working out to get enough fucking energy to get the bastard upstairs it was and then when we've got to like stage 14 on these instructions and then they haven't sent us the thing that attaches the weights to the thing it's just like oh Jesus. So basically, I, that that plan hadn't happened, but my girlfriend has heard that I want to sort out my sleeping pattern. So um, she bust through the door because um, she works from home at the moment. So she, what she did is to make sure I got up, she came through the door about half nine in the morning and had, I mean, God bless her, she'd made crumpets and a coffee and had left them in the room with Good me girl. and the dog. So now I have to get up and eat the food before the dog eats the fucking food. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a death match, is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, I was literally left with no choice and she came in the room with a meatloaf playing butt out of hell. And I'm just like, I've had like four hours sleep at this point. I'm like, don't don't yell the C word. This isn't cool. <laughs> this is this is your own internal anger. She's trying to be nice. She's doing it on purpose. She's doing, she's doing it to annoy you in this way so it'll be funny. But <laughs> I like you, alas. Um... So this documentary is all about, yeah, the the planet and the oceans. And it, it starts off one way, doesn't it? And then it turns to another. And then it turns to another. And then it turns... And basically, every time every time you think, oh, okay, he can't up the jeopardy anymore. He ups the jeopardy. So, actually, I'm not a massive fan of Louis Farouk. I'm a bit, but not hugely. But I, will be. I, I can... I can get on board with this guy a little bit. This has some social relevance. He's a Londoner, and I I like him. That 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 means nothing to me. That means nothing. There could be a guy from Chesley Street in my new build estate. I couldn't give a fuck if it's a bad documentary. I'm saying I'm I'm going. Well, we went to the same chip shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I feel an affinity to him because I'm like, oh okay, because he could have been me. I could have done that. I mean, I didn't because I'm lazy, but I mean, I could have if if I cared and if I would have gone to university and stuff like that. Anyway, so it goes into the whole thing of like uh, microplastics and how it's breaking down and going into the fish and then we're basically yeah. eating the fish. So poison now, the poison in the fish, the poison ourselves. Yeah. They say the same with salt, don't they? Because salt comes from the sea. And if you use sea salt... Basically, yeah, it's got microplastic in there. So you have to use that Himalayan salt, the pink stuff. I didn't know that. And then I saw a Joe Rogan. Well, I saw it. So I bought some of that, right? Because it's really expensive. (laughs) I needed something stupid to waste my money on. And then I saw a Joe Rogan thing on YouTube the other day where he's, he's shitting all over pink salt. And I love watching Joe Rogan, but I'm like... I better skip that one, or else I'm going to just feel such a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, it does touch upon that within the documentary. Uh, yeah, I did. But so then it goes on. It's kind of debunking the myths around the re- recycling charities and things like that as well. So they yeah. they talk about how uh, there's the big movement on straws going from plastic to metal, and effectively the whole straws campaign and the plastic cutlery campaign. What they had was a great hashtag and a great photo. Yeah, it had the turtle with the straw business, didn't it? Yeah, whereas straws are like 0.03% of the problem. But it was the beginning part because you see the guy and he's already in, like, again, 
the document if you've got a good documentary you tend to use the footage in a voiceover that tends to be all you need but when you see this guy by his mac and he's ringing up dylan's fish and chip shop and going yeah would you change your straws to metal straws and they hang up on him it's like oh, what's up with these guys i was just like oh one fish shop at a time the bit i don't understand is and i've heard this a lot and i used to work for a company that was named after a dolphin um is that we keep saying that whales and dolphins are intelligent. I, d- I don't know why we're saying that. What are they so intelligent about? That's the thing I've never understood. Well, they're intuitive mammals in the sea. Do you know right. what I mean? So yeah. the same way we would refer to in in the spectrum of animals. I'm not saying they're going to sit the GCSEs anytime soon, but it's their communication but skills. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, if if we were like, you know, just the second most important species, you go, why are these guys intelligent? Oh, they've got a Twitter account. Fair enough. They've, yeah, they can post I, their feelings. I've, I've just never understood that. We always like, oh, the dolphins, whales, they're so intelligent. Um, and then he, then he decides he's going to go and sort out, he's going to go and investigate the stuff going on. So he goes out to see the J- Japanese whaling industry. And due to how true crimey the trailer was i just had visions of seeing him having to do like a deer hunter-esque game of russian roulette with an otter while he's being held captive <laughs> so i was going did he mow did he mow <laughs> <laughs> one shot a ring of yakuza uh, around him just i just thought there was just so many possibilities to it um so, but the thing about the Japanese whaling industry, so you, you keep doing this stuff. I'm just going to keep chucking in these little facts that it keeps peppering throughout the documentary. Please do. There's been a worldwide whaling ban since 1986. And then Japan turned around a few years ago and went, nah, fuck that. Yeah. We're not honoring that anymore. And apparently everyone went, no, you, you can't do that. And they went, yeah, we can. We got boats. <laughs> They're whaling boats. They're not being used for anything. We got some unemployed fishermen here. We're going to start hunting whales again. And everyone went, oh, all right then. And so that's it. It's as simple as some, that. Some good talking heads to describe this stuff in detail, like Rick or Barry. I'm sure I've seen him in some movies. He could be like the third lead in Jaws. Do you know what I mean? He's the gray head dude who's talking about how the Japanese whaling company. Oh, God, yeah. He was sexy, man. He was, yeah. Yeah, I like that guy with his baseball cap and he's saying how, yeah. what I liked about him, this is why I resigned he, from that corporation. He had to go against the otter and he won. Do you know what I mean? He's seen some shit. <laughs> Multiple times. He's seen the life life leave an otter's face as, as a single bullet in the chambers went through its head there. Bring in another otter. <laughs> so it's, it's just the, the order in which he describes things. Goes, if you try and go against this, you have uh, Japanese police, you have the Yakuza, you have the right wing following you. And I just thought, right, if you have, say, the corrupt police department, you have the um, organized crime of the vicious Yakuza, the third in line of being the right wing isn't too terrifying to me. Like, you imagine you've got those two chasing you, and then behind you got Tommy Robinson making an internet video going, <laughs> fuck off back home. He's right old fucking whales. <laughs> but it's the oh, fact no. that... Oh, no, Ben Shapiro is going to mention me on his podcast because I don't like whaling. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the fact that the Yakuza and the government are united on this single cause to carry on fishing. If you think of the people who fish, do you know any people who fish? No, no, I've never been big into it. Ah, uh, you do. Do you know who fishes? Dave Bailey. That's who fishes. Is Dave Bailey a fisherman? Is he? 
He's a he's a whale trooper, as Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's working with a yakuza when he goes over the park with his fishing rods. And then there's um, that bit when because it says all this about the yakuza, the organised crime, the corruption, and he says I convinced my girlfriend to come with me, and I thought, ooh, grizzly man. <laughs> he said the um, another stat here: capture versus kill. So they capture one dolphin and yet they kill 12 and they yeah. say the reason they do this is for pest, pest control, control because dolphins eat a lot of fish yep that's why they're so smart clearly that's the bit i didn't miss is it that's the bit i didn't so, put together sorry so he arrives in japan and he's immediately followed by the police and i thought like just how quickly i would tap out but hang on, was he followed by the police or did he just take a picture of a car where the, you could see the brake lights on no, you they don't. come to the window and ask him what he's doing. But you're right; that could exactly be, uh, no, you know, I'd... twisted. But if, like, if you were doing this and you went over there and you on your window, I'd be like, "Yep, yeah, all right, back on the plane again." <laughs> <laughs> you would have turned around at passport control, wouldn't you? What's your reasons for being here? I'm out. Oh, I'm going. Turn I on, did that in America. I, I went. I went to America a few years back, and I didn't know what date we were meant to be coming back. Um, Basically, our, our lass's company paid for her to go out there and said that if she downgrades to economy class, I could go with her. And uh, so you're going through and like, excuse me, sir, could you come here? And then you ask me our occupation. That's a difficult question, given the amount of tax I sometimes pay. So, <laughs> Who's asking? <laughs> if I haven't earned anything, I shouldn't have to feel bad writing it down, is the way I see it. <laughs> but um, so they're like, what do you do? It goes, oh, I'm a kind of comedian, unemployed. It went, well, which is it? I went... Unemployed, and then he was just then he called someone else over, going, "This guy's folding in the question." And he goes, "Okay, sir, what day are you leaving?" And I'm like, "Now what's today, Tuesday? Uh, I think it's next." You don't know what time you, and that's like a big red flag for smugglers to change your dates and stuff like that. Apparently, and honestly, I had to bring out in the struggle with the accent. I was uh, I was very tired, and uh, yeah, I had to bring out last over to have a word with them. <laughs> oh man, you needed your girlfriend to write you a note to get you into the United States of America. Can you explain to this guy over <laughs> here that I'm fucking meant to be here? Can you tell this guy? Look, look, there's no wait. She's working. I think she's got permits. I, don't, I never asked her that you fucking need a permit. You I haven't filled out the card to say how much money you brought over. Well, I've got about $10. <laughs> yeah, you can see everything I've got. And that's not just in dollars. That's everything I've got in the world. I got. Um, I went to the States once with a girlfriend and we did a, an illegal turn when we left the airport and the cops flashed us over and I went to get out of the car and, uh, yeah, he pulled a gun on me and pointed the gun at me. I was terrified. Get back in the car. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa what's going on? Get, get in the car. In the car. I would have got back what? on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. He went, you made an illegal turn. I'm like, oh, put, put the fucking gun away. I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, so the tuna industry is huge. It's worth billions of dollars. But there's only 3% of the bluefin tuna left. So I think pretty much that problem's going to take care of itself, isn't it? I mean, that's a mean way of looking at it, but pretty soon they'll be extinct. So when he says the line of um, boycotting uh, the tuna industry, or boycotting the marine industry just wasn't going to cut it. I was like, look, 10 minutes ago, I saw you ringing up a fish and chip shop. All right? <laughs> yeah, <that's> like- right. <laughs> 
but they talk about the dolphins being marine park attractions. I, I thought, I thought we fixed all of that in episode twelve, Blackfish. Well, well, a funny trope of ours is learning. You know, like just it's almost like draft king me of pain when you get to the end of the board because it's like this documentary might be called maybe the fish and Blackfish don't have it so bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, isn't this isn't this sad when they took away that one from the parents? Did you see what they did to the parents? Because you see that in this one. This is yeah. awful. I, I cried in this one a little bit. It was quite upsetting. Um, so effectively, he goes he goes through the fishing industry, and like I said, he just ups the jeopardy, and he finds out that the head, or sorry, sixty um, odd percent of the blue chin blue fin tuna industry is run by Mitsubishi. Yeah. That's Mitsubishi who make air conditioners and really fast, good cars. And again, this is another because this is super sad, and all the all the information is pertinent, and the overall information is valuable and has a social conscience. But the things I'm picking at is the manner in which he does things. So, like, there's little funny bits. Like, he goes into Mitsubishi. I went. Can you explain how your wheels aren't so ethically sourced? And then they like, chuck him out, and, he, and then there's like a calm voice that goes. For some reason, they didn't want to interview me. <laughs> But the weird He's thing yelling at a receptionist pointing. <laughs> but Michael Moore does this and it pisses me off. They go to a multi billion dollar corporation and they give the receptionist shit. Hang on a second, that's just not fair. That receptionist probably earns if they're lucky minimum wage. They don't answer to the company's issues. Buy yourself some shares, get on the board, and then go and speak to them. Change the company that I, way. I have a feeling that's a justification we're going to have to be making ourselves in a few years' time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, me and you are always going to be receptionist level, Rick. Don't worry about that. Um, so we're 20 minutes in, right? I self-employed and... if I go above intern. <laughs> well, the weird thing is we're not paid as much as interns. Um, so we're 20 minutes in at this stage. and We're just learning about the... Japanese fishing industry and the whaling and I am so depressed and I'm wondering why my ex-friend Dave would recommend this and then I start messaging the pair of you going what what the fuck's going on here did we not have enough misery in our life we've just recorded for the Patreon Alan versus Farrow was that not sad enough has that not upset me enough that you and Dave are conspiring again hey he's almost he's on the edge this will throw him over well well this this is going to be it so this is that this is how we're going to try and market the patreon for like a higher tier subscriber you can pick uh, X amount of documentaries a year until then we may have to deal with much mental health <laughs> <laughs> because I knew I was watching this I'm it's- like if this is if this is bumming me out <laughs> Matt's probably going out and starting to fight with fishermen right now. I genuinely, I nearly stopped this half the way through and I was going to phone up my local Morrisons and go, you've got to close that fish counter you've got because, yeah, because you just can't, no, fish are out. So he goes around, he, he tries to get like, you know, interviews of people and everyone's just putting their hand, No, doesn't want to be pictured, doesn't want to be filmed, which I can understand that. Um, yeah, yeah. As I mentioned, like since we're going on dog walks, my dad, he's just got this massive camera out with him the whole time, just taking fucking photographs every second, and I'm having to slap it out of his hands because so, I'm trying to pay attention that my reactive dog doesn't go for something. Is he taking then, pictures of you and the dog, or just the dog? No, not anymore. He's not. No, um, there wasn't. Oh, no, he's taking pictures of nothing. 
There has been many aggressive chats about that. And he, he, try, he, he can hear it snapping. That's the annoying thing. He's been told, and I just I walk on. And I say, I feel like fucking Britney Spears. I hate it. My new cat feels like that. Creepiest thing ever. Easter, we'll get a card, right? And um, it's a picture my dad's taken. It's an Easter Happy Easter card, which apparently we have to get those now that we move back fucking home. Really? Um, oh, I know it's ridiculous. And it's a picture of our lass and the dog not knowing they're being filmed. And it just says in lowercase writing, happy Easter. Like, we've got a fucking stalker. <laughs> like, if that was... If, if that didn't have me dad's name in the middle of the card, it would be the scary... Like, I'd, honestly, I would, I would put it on the Facebook group for people to see, but our lass would be mortified of how bad the photo is. Do you know what I mean? She's not, she's not looking like it's just a terrible, terrible photo. And it's just like, it's like just being sent a picture of you picking your kids up from school. And like, who the fuck sent me this? Who's watching? (laughs) They're watching you. So sharks are being hunted to extinction so that the Chinese can eat shark fin soup, which has no nutritional value, but it's seen as a status symbol. Now, again, the guy that they talk to next could be his own documentary. So there's a was there's it, a guy. Was it Paul de Gelder? I, I, yes, I believe it was. If I just, I didn't catch his name, but I could describe him pretty easily. You know who the yeah. fuck I'm talking about? <laughs> He's not, you could play a Pictionary and describe this guy. But, um, yeah, the shark so, activist. How sexy was he? In a talking head, which is very important. And he explains how really he wouldn't important. think he would be a talker, uh, a shark act- activist because. When he was on a counter-terrorist op, yeah, he was attacked by a shark. Now that's a fucking job right there, isn't it? Like, yeah, you try to take down Al Qaeda, you get a hammerhead shark, and you see his leg, you see his prosthetic leg, because each time you see him, he's got a different body part missing. The first time you see yeah. him, his leg's missing, and then the next time he talks, you go, "Oh, he hasn't got an arm either." And now yeah. he's a shark activist. This guy is like the toughest man on the planet. He's pretty much you know, the heads in Futurama. He's like... <laughs> Beautiful. And now he's dedicated his life to try and get rid of shark fin soup. But what he said was, as the bull shark was attacking him, he went through his mind of what to do and he didn't panic. Are you kidding me? How manly is this guy? Hang on, it's got me arm. Don't just relax. What did they say on um, What did they say on Blackfish? Just relax. Let him do what he's got to do. He'll drag me to the bottom, flip me up a bit, and he will let me go. Give him the left. Give him the left. I still want to play a snooker. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most expensive swim ever. Cost him an arm and a leg. Boomtish. Oh, Jesus, mate. I almost just hit, hit delete on you right there, bud. <laughs> um, I don't have any other job opportunities right now. Uh, please... <laughs> He hit us with a great stat, and his name was Paul de Gelder. He was so cool and sexy. Cool as fuck. He was super cool. Um, I'm sure if he listens to this, he'll take what we said as absolutely fine and in good humour. <laughs> mind you, I, I did, if he comes after us, I did watch Terminator 1 the other day, and I'm pretty sure I could lure him into a device <laughs> where I could get away from him. <laughs> uh, we're gonna burn I'm sorry, that Paul. One. It was a tough documentary. <laughs> right? It was <laughs> a, a tough documentary. <laughs> So Paul teaches us that sharks kill 10 people a year, whereas people kill up to 30,000 sharks a year. So I think we'll we'll say we've won that one and let's stop. Let's just stop killing sharks. And then they go, they, there is, again, this is some very, and the reason why we're kind of sound more bummed out and less energetic than normal 
It's not because I was rudely got up early. It's because there's some scenes coming at the end which just take your day away from you, quite frankly. But they do go into sure. some interesting shit prior to that. Yeah. Whereas they start referring to like it's the um, the MSC blue tick. Is that the right thing I've got? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The marine safety check or something yeah. like that. So basically, there's these companies that then say that they're sustainably sourced fish, and there's this whole. It's like fair trade coffee for fish, isn't it, basically? Yeah. Yeah. And and basically how that doesn't exist. They just go out to Yeah, it's a lie. It's a fucking lie. Yeah, they make they make thirty million dollars a year, right? Eighty percent of that comes from issuing these blue ticks, which is all bullshit. So when you got it when it says it's tuna friendly or it's dolphin friendly tuna, rather, yeah, it's all bol it's all bollocks. It's all nonsense. And they, they just sell about, the ticks. They talk about how, uh, so they go and see that person who runs that company. Or at first, I thought it was Uncle Albert. Do you know that the, the bald guy after? Yeah, yeah. The really beard. honest. And, 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 do you know what? You can tell you regrets doing that documentary, and I'm about to tell you what's happened to him since. Um, because he goes into it saying how they basically, their company has what's called observers that go on some of the shipping vessels. Yep. And then there's a lot, I mean, stat of how many of these observers fall overboard <laughs> on yeah. suspicious vessels. <laughs> like, or, or take bribes. Which I would take the bribe, yeah. But Mind you, I don't even know if you need to bribe them. If I got out into the ocean and they go, aye, this is the sustainable bit, I'd be like, fair dues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. To give you an idea how difficult this is to police, right, the fishing industry, there are 4.5 million fishing vessels out there. How do you police that globally? It's impossible. It's, it's yeah. a whole racket. And they say this is up there with organized crime, with the drug trade and yes. stuff like that. Like There is people, there's the, the, they named people who had been, again, thrown out overboard one observer thrown overboard another one uh lady spoke up and they basically went into a house and executed her shot her in the head in front of her kids it's just yeah. it's a it's a global money-making scheme and they even go to um the plastic coalition which is one of the biggest charities for um cleaning the ocean and they have nothing about uh scaling back on the fishing because this whole point was is, beautiful it's the fishing that's the problem so they talk to one person and say why is that not on it and goes oh if you talk to the boss she does the website uh and then he asks and her name she, was diana cohen so she's yeah she is the is ceo that the owner or the first one no that's the second one the ceo lady she's the ceo of plastic pollution coalition and that got he very said, uncomfortable very quickly didn't it very much like the motown guy from sugar man he's just like what no turn this camera off i've got an event on uh, yeah. <laughs> turn the camera off I got no interest in that. That's not my field. And then it turns out that those businesses all pay for each other. They're all apart. Yeah, and they're paid the for same. by the yeah they're paid for by the fishing industry because he says, "Why don't you just put on your website, please don't eat fish?" And she went, so, "What? You want me to tell consumers not to eat fish? It's not my area of focus. What sort of fucking bullshit corporate answer is that? It's not my area of focus." Your area of focus is to reduce plastics. By stopping people to eat fish, that in turn will stop the plastics because 46% of the plastics in the sea is fishing nets. Yeah. 
Well, that's another thing, isn't it? They talk about all the plastics we put in. Forty-five percent of it is fishing nets, and that's they're designed yeah. to kill fish. So that's yeah. another problem. And they never talk about that as one of the issues in the sea. Um, the pollution in the sea is horrifying. Um, but, well, you problems. say that right, but they they talk about the deep water horizon issue. So that was the um, that was the Mark Wahlberg film where a rig, an oil rig, basically sprung a leak, didn't it? I think it was BP, yeah. and it spurted out oil for five months. And they said <laughs> that wiped out a lot of the sea life in the area, but that took so five, five months. months was yeah. one day's worth. Or Whereas something. that's one day's worth of what the damage we do in the of just fishing yeah. in the ocean. And they'd even said that the fish in the area actually improved because there was a ban on fishing due to contamination. Yeah. So the area actually thrived from having an oil spill. Yes, but the difference the difference with the oil spill, I guess, is is that we see it. Do you know what I mean? You see yeah. the seagulls covered in it. You see the whales beached all covered in it. And you've and- got one company to be angry at. Yeah. So with 4.5 million vessels, there's not just one company, is it? There's multitude of companies and single contractors. Whereas the deep sea oil thing is one company. And you're like, right, well, let's destroy them then because we can do something about them. But you can't stop the the fishing industry. And, the, and they, do, they do talk about like... Um, the kind of our image of fishermen, because you learn about fishermen from a early age. It's one of those childhood, yeah. like butcher, baker, candlestick maker, yeah, yeah, fairy tale type things where you think it's a little man on a little boat with his fishing rod trying to make a living for his family, and it's like, no, nah, these are fucking war machines. Yeah. And when you see them in machines action, of death, is what they were called. Machines they? of death, and you see yeah. them in action. Do you know, there's one of the most horror, like. When you see the the giant like frigate ship freighter, whatever the fuck they're called, and it's you've literally got the blood pumping out of the sides from the yes. fish being killed in the middle. Oh man, it is just it's disgusting. It looks like something from Mad Max. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like yeah. some dystopian <laughs> evil future that it's just it's a killing machine. And what are they called? Is the shepherds of the sea? They, these guys, I wanted to see more of. Well, they're almost a uh, they're a vigilante group, right? They're like the Batman like of the a charity ocean organization who go and try and stop people from doing this shit. Yeah. And and you're cheering them on because they're like, yeah, they sunk vessels, uh, they haven't hurt any human beings, but they have smashed up other ships, uh, they've scuttled other ships. Yeah, they've been shot at, they've been threatened with violence, and they get, that's one ship, doesn't it? It goes around and and basically it's 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 policing the oceans. So we then meet, um, oh, hang on. Here's another interesting stat. So fish poo is what keeps coral reefs alive. And the fact that we're wiping out all of the fish is one of the main reasons why all the coral reefs are dying. Yeah, because it's the the waste they give off, then grow back the reef. And there's also that the reef takes up, like, I don't know, it's a stat of the carbon monoxide that comes back up with it, isn't it? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, carbon absorption's the phrase they use. That's right, yeah, and it's effectively it's their carbon footprint. If we each had one of them in our homes, we'd we'd be all right because we'd be sucking up all the carbon or all the bad carbon. Is it bad carbon? I always get confused about. There is so many of these. Like, if we lose the shellfish, we're going to lose the stars. We lose the stars, then Jupiter goes. Once Jupiter goes, we're fucked, guys. 
Like, do you know what I mean? It is there is just so, there's so many of these, and like, and I I don't know if it's a Kubrick esque trick of a subtext of the show, but it's literally just overkill throughout of these facts and the it, dangers to it. And well, you know, here's the one that really upset me. So the oceans are going to be empty by the year 2048. Now that's as of today recording. That is only 27 years away. I'm just going to start smoking it, again. Fuck it. I don't want to see that. <laughs> well, that's the whole point, right? I've given up alcohol, cigarettes, marijuana, all the drugs. What the fuck have I bothered doing that for? We, we're going to be doomed in the next 27 years. Because if there's no fish, that means the we're not going to get any oxygen in the air because 85% of it will disappear because the ocean can't produce oxygen because of all the fish poo that's gone. Saying that, I really like sushi. So, you know, you got to balance this out. <laughs> I like a fillet of fish. So. <laughs> and also, fish and chips is one of the cheapest takeaway meals going. Because I, I kept trying to justify, because I am part of the problem, right? I eat fish twice a week. I have um, cod liver oil tablets. I have omega-free tablets every day. Have you got some of those Joe Rogan T plus things where you're like, you oh. need a hard dick and a quick brain? Come <laughs> on, you fucking nerd. <laughs> where do we get some of that shit to sell on this show? That's what I want. Always <laughs> wear slinging dick pills. That's when we start making the big books. Oh, mate, oh, you, wait till we do, <laughs> you wait till we do uh, game changers. You know, learn about hard dicks there. Um, the other thing about the fish, again, stats, stats, stats. They just kept hitting you with this really... Inf- you were just overwhelmed, weren't you? So fish yeah. fish swimming churns up the cold water from the bottom of the ocean and it moves up to the top, which helps the atmosphere. So no fish, no atmosphere. Yep. Like a bad party. So, um, And what, what did you think when the guy said, look, I see Earth like a spaceship? Did you like that analogy? Because that was lovely to me. Yeah. I didn't, uh, did Let's say that as a no then. Listen, Let's... I've just watched an hour and 25 minutes of uh, a whale snuff movie plus 99 analogies. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like to pick to pick one out is the most eloquent. <laughs> I'm too busy crying as someone seeing some poor fucking whale be stabbed with a pen knife. The thing is, <laughs> and right. And then kicked back into the ocean just because he was in the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just seemed. <laughs> like, and you're meant to be intelligent. Get out of the fucking net. Um, drag it, dragging them behind on the boards like the fucking end of a Cowboys and Indians movie that didn't go very well. Do you know what I mean? So the other guys know. It's. um, The, the thing is, right, we watch a true a true crime documentary and we genuinely get disgusted and hurt that some poor woman or some poor person has been wrongly convicted or killed. And it's really, really sad. It's hard to take in the level of this documentary because it's, we're at an extinction level event, right? I and mean, this guy's laid it out for you. And you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I switch. I got rid of the plastic straws. I've done my bit. I'll stop eating sushi. <laughs> I've washed out a Marmite pot. Why is this still a problem? (laughs) But um, We made an episode about blackfish to help stop this. What more Uh, can we do, Rick? We made an episode about blackfish because I enjoyed the footage of whales falling on people. Let's not (laughs) lie to our listeners. So I made the exact same point. I honestly did. I went, right, when we watch a movie and it's a sad true crime one, it's usually, you know, a handful of people getting hurt. 
Yeah. What it's not is the vo- is the live footage of three hundred thousand people getting hurt. It's not like yeah. as visceral and like you feel like you're working for the whalers at some of these footages. Do you know what I mean? You feel yeah. like you're like in the crew watching this shit, and it is, yeah, it's stomach churning. It's sad. It's it's brutal. Here's another sad one, just to bring you down a bit more. We are deforesting the ocean floor at a rate of 4,316 football pitches every minute. Let, let me repeat that. We are deforesting the ocean floor and we lose 4,316 football pitches every minute. Every minute. How big is the ocean? So, and then there was a guy on there called Captain Paul Watson, who was another sexy, ragged old man with his beard. And um, and again, he was a, a pragmatist. And he said, look, a lot of these save the whatever groups are just not interested in fixing the problem. They're interested in exploiting the problem. Yeah, to business. Oh, man, we are doomed. We're, we, yeah, we're doomed. You just think, come on, Chinese, pull your finger out. Let's get it done. Let's overfish the oceans and let's, yeah, let's end it. Because effectively, it's like the planet Earth's got a big gun to its head. <laughs> it has. It's fucked. It's absolutely. Yeah. In for the things like shark fin soup, it's so daft. Um, but seeing it in the cold light of day, because when they show you the um, the deforestation of the ocean, it's such a human thing where you think of a fishing boat with a net and then they go, and then they made the biggest net in the world. <laughs> it's a net. It's the net the size of Birmingham to just whack it in there and we just drive around and then whatever's in there, we'll keep nine tuna, 66 sharks, chuck them overboard, give them a kick in the kidneys on the way out. Like, and you just see them just flipping sharks back into the ocean. Indeed, it's just, oh. And then the captain turns around and says, I don't like a blue net anymore. Reds, get me a red net. Just chuck that one overboard. Come on. You've got some fickle captain. Um, and but then he fair- goes and finds slave labour. That's, again, if you if you didn't feel bad enough about this industry. Up the jeopardy again, right? Yeah. yeah. He goes and, yeah, a lot of these fishing boats in Thailand are, are manned by slave labour. They've conscripted, uh, not conscripted. What was it where we used to, because um, the English Navy was built like this, wasn't it? We used to press gang them, that was it, where you'd go and bash them on the head and they'd wake up on a boat you know, hundreds of miles from the shore, and they go, well, you're going to either swim back or you can be a part of the crew. What do you want to do? That's what they're doing to oh, these it's just poor the Thai things. Like, oh, I was on a ship for 10, 11 years. Yeah. And, like, in port, you meet the captain, you have a drink, he has a laugh on with you. You get on the ship, they leave the port, they hit you out of the heat of a pipe, and then you're stuck living in the freezer for 10 years. Yeah. And then just talk about, like, he chucks boiling hot water on you if he's not happy. And if... Yeah. Oh, man. And people fall overboard. Um, and he goes, yeah, they just leave them. And then they had bits of... Um... And I was watching this and I was still annoyed. I had to get up at 10 a.m. Because <laughs> we can only see a problem and how it affects us, right? It and is. That, it's only relative. This is just a sad yeah. movie to me. <laughs> it was sad. When I... <laughs> I was more annoyed at having to be bummed out watching the movie than what this guy was talking about <laughs> his last 10 years. Well, Ali, the director, goes... Didn't, didn't even get a testimonial match. <laughs> <laughs> get previous slaves on there. It's a bit of a charity event. Them v the Sharks. <laughs> he takes a penalty at the end. He um, So Ali goes and meets a politician. And he's not just any politician. He's the European 
Union's Commissioner of Fisheries and Environment, and he's called Commissioner Carmenu Vela. You can't put a guy in charge of fish who's got the word menu in his name. That's just not on. Um, and even he says, look, it's like this. Sustainable fishing is like if you have a hundred euros in the bank and then you just live off the interest. And he says, well, it's not like that, though. There's only three percent of the tuna left and one percent of the haddock left on the planet. And he went, yeah, it's about the hundred euros. That's how I like to see it. And he's like, no, no, you're wrong. You you are so. It's, and the politicians there going, yeah, hundred euros, sustainable fishing. That's how I like to see it. It's not the fucking truth, though, is it, Mister Politician? And it's the sustainable oh, it's fishing guy when he when he says, "How do you define sustainable fishing?" And he goes, "I can't really be defined." So. <laughs> All right, and you're the company that does that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big office, isn't it? <laughs> Um, the fishing industry is subsidised by governments around the planet to the tune of $35 billion, which is the same amount that we need to combat world hunger. Yeah. Although to do that, we'd need a lot more fish. So it kind of, you know, it's not going to balance out. I don't think we're going to get rid of world hunger and cease fishing. It's one or the other. <laughs> I was watching this. I've always had a tang of guilt about the large corporates I've worked for. I, I don't anymore. I don't feel that guilty anymore. Fuck them. Yeah? Yeah, fuck them. I feel all right about it. Because basically, I've, I've balanced it out. I didn't work in fishing. So I'm all right. Um, what about the stuff Do you know what? Live, working in stand-up for 12 years, I've seen about the same amount of deaths. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about what we're doing to the coasts around West Africa and how we, we created the Somali pilot problem? Yeah, they were they were literally just fishermen, and then we yeah. went and stole all their fish. So now they yeah. just had to buy an AK forty seven and hope for the best. And that was the European Union who did that. I'm glad we're out. I've never been a fan of Brexit. I'm a fan now. Fuck you, Europe. Um, oh yeah, because we're going to be doing great. Because there's a big thing <laughs> on the whole leaving the like with the fishing borders, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, taking back our borders and doing this. Our and that. fish, they're our fish. Don't yeah. swim over there, little fishy. Um, Here's another great stat. In the 15 years over the Iraq war, 4,563 US soldiers died. Over the same 15-year period in fishing, the number of people who died in the fishing industry was 360,000. Yeah. They were killed uh, or they were, you know, in industrial accidents, all of that. 360,000. Jesus. That's 24,000 every year who die in the fishing industry. It's fucking brutal. It is. Oh, man. It, it, and you have the Scottish people describing what's happening to the salmon, never eating salmon again. I'm never eating salmon. salmon again. Because they talk about, is it farm fishing where they keep them in the same place? So they're literally just going around in circles in each other's excrement and then they get yep. like eaten alive by like fish lice. Yep. And then what they do is they just paint it pink. They colour it pink via yeah. the feed. That's not the fresh colour that you're getting with your John nope. Salmon or what was it, John West? Yeah, whatever. Well, I don't care. Salmon is salmon is off the menu. Um, and what about, did you, the bit that really upset, there was, we're coming to the end now, We're coming right? to the, the brutal moneymaker. We're coming to the bit neither of us want to talk about. Um, and the, here's the weird thing. 
because they, he, like I said, he ups the jeopardy again. And it shows you on the slavery bit, it shows you people being thrown overboard on a ship and then being shot, which I quite, I kind of like the humanity in that, if that makes sense. So you didn't leave them there to drown, which apparently is a horrible way to die. Whereas it just a bullet in the head. Well, you're bam. assuming a headshot from the top of a frigate there, Matt. Well, yeah, but they've grown up playing. I think you're kicking and thrashing, then you get one in like I don't know the stomach, and then you're bleeding out while drowning. Like you're, you're assuming like no, if they... you shot them, if you shot them, then threw them in. I would agree with what you're trying to see as a, a glimmer <laughs> of light. <laughs> Execute him first. No, I'm a sadist. If you were just dispose, like like chuck get him, him cold in, and then shoot him. Me and the lads are going to have some target practice while the Titanic song plays because that's the only one we've got on the fucking ship. But yeah, that was brutal, right? We saw human beings being killed and it was fucking horrible to watch. And you're like, okay, you you can't up the horribleness of this documentary anymore. And then he goes to the Faroe Islands. The Faroe Islands. They're just off the coast of Scotland, which, as it happens, the farm fishing industry in Scotland produces more waste than all of the people in Scotland combined. And it's yeah. worse for the planet than the people are in Scotland. That's just yeah. the salmon. Yeah. What the fuck? When he's in the... Because the only time I've ever heard of the Faroe Islands, it's the team that gets it's tonked football. in football. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, we're going to get seven goals, you know. Half expecting him when he got off the plane and someone saw him just with two legs just pulled up and goes, hey, do you want to play for the team? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your boots with you? <laughs> <laughs> the other guy who plays in goal turned sixty the other day. Do you want to? You got any shin pads? So he went there as um. So him and his missus was it Lisa? His missus Lucy. Sorry, him and his missus Lucy. Um, he'd already booked tickets to go to the Faroe Islands because he'd heard about the sustainable whale hunting they do. And he goes, and the documentary started off about whale hunting, and then it just turned into this whole global fishing is really really bad, and then. I don't know. It's, I think that I think that's one of the saddest things I've ever watched. Yeah, I, yeah, because it's sad in Blackfish when you see them round them up and stick one in the boat and they're all crying. What yeah. happens is they're rounding up to the shore. They're rounding and whales up, is what they what rounding we're talking whales about, up, yeah. and then they all have to jump in the shallow water and stab the whales, and you see it all and like the entire yeah. the whole village. Line. Yeah, the village just has to run at them and start stabbing them and cutting them apart, and you see. It's like fucking saving Private Ryan or something. Like it, the level of it is, but did you see the colour of the water? It looked like red paint, didn't it? It was blood red. Like the whole coast was red. It was disgusting. It was, but it, but it wasn't like saving Private Ryan red. It was as if paint had been spilled. That's how red it was. It was like the reddest fire engine paint. It was just genuinely so upsetting. Yeah, and then the bloke who justified right. There was a bloke and he went, well, can can you justify killing the whales like this? And it was a geezer from the Faroe Islands. Uh, now, this won't mean anything to you, but I work with a geezer called Dai. He looks exactly like that bloke. That was the only good thing I could take away from that. I was like, oh, he looks like Dai. Yeah. <laughs> but he... <laughs> it doesn't help because you haven't seen Dai. You haven't seen the people I used to work with. But Dyer, it wasn't Dyer, let's call, just call him Dyer, right? He justified it 
right, killing all of these whales by saying, yeah, I'm not as bad as a chicken farmer, though. I'm only taking one life of a whale. They're taking millions of lives of chicken. Listen, you don't absolve guilt, right, by pointing out somebody else's faults. Because my missus does that in arguments, and it fucks me off. I would respect him more if he turned around and listened. I just see us lose 7-0 to Serbia the other day. <laughs> I've got to take my aggression out on someone. <laughs> but yeah, and then it kind of just goes into a dietary solution for the end part, doesn't it? Is that is that am I remembering yeah. that correctly? So well, it kind of it, it tells you what yeah, it's it tells you what what you've got to do to help fix the problem. It's the t- it's called the takeaway, isn't it? Which, you know, involves no fish. So basically, they show you all the plant-based options and what, what goods yeah. you're actually getting from it. And to be honest, the amount of plastic in the ocean, you might just want to stop eating fish anyway. I'm probably going to wean myself off. Because my whole thing was like, all right, just don't show me any evil about scampi. All right, I can probably get off the rest, but you leave the fucking scampi alone. And then at the end, they showed, showed you plant-based shrimp. And I'm like, all right, I'll try that yeah, because they'll make out of seaweed, they'll make plant-based substitutes. And apparently it tastes really, really nice. Um, if you're interested in that, that's called New Wave Food. Dominic Barnes founded that, and she's a marine biologist, so she's know what she's on about. Yeah, I can't wait until 10 years' time. It turns out we were actually using orphan babies to make that out of <laughs> <laughs> But it turns out orphan babies are better for the environment than damaging the fish. Um, so, But the people who kill babies... them are getting really sore hands now and they're not comping out the workers. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to double up how to make a sadder documentary than what we've just watched because that was... I know I... there's a whaling one that's meant to be brutal and I, I... think it'll be similar, for, which I'm not going to check out now after saying that. I'm just going to have to... St- My missus was right. I shouldn't have watched this because we're not going to eat fish anymore. And for just £10 a month, we can get Matt to watch Don't Fuck With Cats. <laughs> I'm thinking of subscribing to our Patreon just to make that um... <laughs> um Basically, the takeaway message on this one is everybody and everybody, this includes you, needs to stop eating fish it's as simple as that or we're just gonna we're you know humanity will die in the next 50 to 100 years i think years. the plastic poison is as big a problem as anything it's it's no the oxygen problem every, is much worse than the plastics every level of this is just another part of horror that there's actually yeah. like say, it's, it's a good documentary for social impact this is yeah, I think for what Babe did in the nineties for making people go vegetarian, this is this is the game changers for fish. This is, yeah. I don't. What I've learned is I don't like learning anymore. I I just like watching daft racists and people getting injured. <laughs> That's... Yeah, I like. <laughs> Give me a good courtroom drama. Um, but yeah, I think listen. This is miserable, but all it does is enforces the Game Changers documentary, which is coming to a podcast near you very, very soon. Um, well, th- that was a fucking terribly miserable afternoon I spent. But again, what set- upset me more was the fact that I was watching I had to get this. up early. It was awful. No, there was that. But <laughs> it was when I was watching it, my TV keeps changing the input. Uh, just various so every four three or four minutes it would change it from hdmi to tv or it would change to hdmi too 
So I'd have to get up, turn the telly off, come back, turn the... That's why it took me so long. I think my neighbour's got a remote control and he's across the way just pointing in, turning the input of the TV. And that pissed me off more than the documentary, which because that's what it comes down to. It's it's your own misery. And the sad truth is that TV is going to end up in the ocean soon. And I'm going <laughs> to eat that in some kind of breadcrumb processed bird's eye meal. <laughs> the circle so- of life. <laughs> So give us a score on this one, Rick Wharton. I'm giving this an important 3.5. There's a lot of stuff where you're like, do you know what? That's some information I probably needed to know. That's a lot of images that I didn't need to fucking see. Um, but yeah. I liked it. Um, it was so fascinating. A lot of fact. There is a, a, a limit on the amount of facts I can be told and withhold. It would yeah. continue from my brain, which is why I've filled my driving test so often. Um <laughs> It's the Homer Simpson. Every time I learn something new, I forget something. Like that time I drank a bottle of wine and forgot how to drive. <laughs> That's you. Oh, mate. Yeah, they were brutal. Do your fucking driving test. And learn. I'm not even going to bitch about that again. Right. Anyway. I, I'm going to give this one. I'm going to give this one a five. Because yeah. Because it, it's one of those, isn't it? It's one of those, right? And it's it's going to make me change my habits. And you know, if it's weird that I'm it, ranking Bob Durst burping higher, but <laughs> <laughs> than saving the planet. <laughs> Just, um, uh, yeah, listen, I hope this documentary has the impact that the guy would like to see it have. And I, I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing what's he going to follow this up with. How my girlfriend it's- left me because I got her to work for free. Yeah, I, I, I'm when things open up a little bit more, just to timestamp this, we're weeks away from vaccine passports. Um, or if you're listening on. to this in the future, are all the fish dead? Sorry. We did our bit, me and Rick. We created two podcasts. What more can we do? Are, are you there in the wireless? Are you hoping someone in the nether zone reaches out to you and all you hear is dun-dun-dun-dun-dun? <laughs> the only thing we can get. only thing we can get. Yeah, when, Matt Wills. When, when things seventeen Matt Wills is equals one killer whale penis. <laughs> we are uh, planning on going across to the coast with the dog, and I just have this image of the of the shore going out, and then I just see one robotic looking leg, and I got bollocks. <laughs> 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 I knew this would go back to haunt me. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> Do you know, just on the last little thing, because I'm never going to be able to talk about this on stage because you can't go and go, do you know that movie from 1986? Did you notice during the sex scene? But do you know the, the Terminator theme song? Yeah. No, no, no. That's what, the like, one I just sang to you. Do, 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 Yeah. Yeah, but it sounded more like, oh, you did that wrong. I did, but the one I did a minute ago, I didn't. So the sex scene between Sarah Connor... The sex scene between Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese, they just have a softer version of that while they're having sex because they've only got one tune for the whole song, for the whole movie. I've never noticed that. It's like a violin going, but no, no, no. Oh my God, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stop eating fish. Goodbye, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I echo Rick's sentiments. That's eight and a half points uh, and stop eating fish. See you next time.
miserable fucking documentary. 